0: Hello lovelies, today I'm going to talk sex and money and give you way too much TMI in order to demonstrate the power of something that we pay very little attention to, possibly by design, because it is being stolen from you every day. It is being throttled, it is being depowered, if you will, and that is because I believe it has magical powers. This force is so powerful, it is capable of turning someone into a superstar almost overnight. It both creates massive global giants and brings them crashing down in the blink of an eye. And right now, it's out there exposing corruption left and right, shaking up power structures and toppling regimes. It is the ultimate game changer. And believe it or not, that magic is attention. We all want attention. Hell, everyone on YouTube wants your attention right now. And I'm blessed to have yours and I hope that I can hold it. But think about it. If you don't pay attention at school, you don't learn. If you don't pay attention when you drive, you crash. If you don't pay attention to your wife, she might leave you. And if you do not pay attention to your business, you won't make money. Even puppies are always trying to get your attention. Babies too. Attention is valuable. Hell, they even call this cosmos of social media the attention economy. Everyone in this sphere is fighting to keep your attention. That is what algorithms for. They ferret out what you're interested in to serve you more of that so that you will pay them attention. Attention is valuable. And like many things, or like most things that are valuable, attention is finite. Our attention is limited and we can only focus on things for a certain period of time. Paying attention is not just watching. It's not just listening. You can do both of those without paying attention. Hell, I do it all the time while I'm working. And I only capture little snippets here and there as my attention shifts back and forward between work and the video I'm listening to. But it is powerful. Something I noticed that's really weird is that I play YouTubes when I go to sleep. And even from the deepest sleep, I seem to be drawn out of it and woken up to hear some incredible morsel that I've been looking for. So that even while I'm asleep, I'm somehow paying attention. But isn't it interesting that the phrase is pay attention? It suggests that attention is a currency of sorts. And in fact, it is, as I explained earlier, the currency of social media. And that's because they turn that attention into money. So in a very direct way, attention equals money in our day and age. But what is money? Money itself, the paper that we stick in our wallets or the digits on our bank balance, have no objective value. It only has value because it is a proxy for our desire or our will. Our will to be comfortable or beautiful or powerful or whatever it might be. Money is crystallized will, crystallized attention. It demonstrates the power of our attention. This means that just as leaves show us what the wind is doing, money will physically map some currents of attention. And in this way, we can learn how it works, even when we can't see it. Think about the stock market or Bitcoin. When people are paying a lot of attention to Bitcoin or stocks in the stock market, their value increases. And when people's attentions turn, the stock or Bitcoin devalues. It's the same thing with currency. We're seeing, or we're worried at least, (laughs) about the American dollar right now, right? The attention is moving elsewhere. So attention has the ability to build a business or to raise stock value or to have Bitcoin blow up. And this stuff is kind of, you know, stuff that when we just think about, we are all aware of. But what's really interesting is that try to research attention on the internet. I've looked on the internet. I've looked in magic books. I know there's something to this but it's very hard to get a grasp on. So I'm going to go deeper into something from my own experience. It's kind of a crazy story, but it shows you even a more tangible side of attention. Before I was married, when I was in New York, I was dating a guy, and this guy was addicted to sex. And quite honestly, so was I. Like, I think that's why we were dating. But the net, net result of his addiction and mine were very different. Where I found it extraordinarily easy to reach the finish line, it was not so easy for him. And because I'm that kind of girl, I wanted to make sure that his experience was equally as delightful as mine. And so I committed to making sure that he would get to the finish line, but it involved a lot of work, a lot of work and a long time. So what I had to resort to was some more manual techniques, if you will. And for any woman out there <laughs> you might be listening to this, you know that at about the 40 minute mark, you're getting tired. Because there's very little in it for you when you are engaged in those kinds of behaviors until I discovered my secret. What I found, well, let me back up a little bit. At about this time, I was going through yoga teacher training. And one of the things that you learn when you're doing yoga teacher training, is pranayama. And pranayama, when you think about it, is one of the most odd things that you ever do. You are learning to breathe your spine. Now, your spine doesn't have a nose or lungs, right? So essentially what you have to do is use your imagination and put your attention... on directing your breath up your spine. And I remember when I first started this practice that it just seemed completely odd and bizarre for me. Now it's second nature, but at the time it's like, okay, put my attention on my spine and fill up my... Spine with my breath. And as I said, it was kind of an act of attention and imagination together. And eventually I got it and I got it very good at it and I got very good at teaching it. But it taught me the trick of putting my attention into things and utilizing my imagination to create a different outcome. And so this was very forward in my mind at the time. And so somewhere, sometime at around the 40-minute mark, (laughs) I decided, what if I put my attention into the particular body part of the gentleman that I was trying to pleasure. And what if I used my imagination that his body part was in fact my body part? And so I did it. And to my immense surprise and delight and enjoyment, I found that I immediately became the recipient of my activities, all of a sudden, instead of manual labor, it became a form of autoeroticism, right? I was pleasuring myself through the direction of my attention onto him. Now, that might sound crazy. And it felt crazy at the time, but it worked. It absolutely worked. It worked so well that this whole feedback loop was created because all of a sudden what I was doing was viscerally pleasing me and I was giving off the signs of pleasing me and he was enjoying my arousal which enhanced his arousal and it made the whole thing go like it was supposed to go which was wonderful so wonderful in fact that i decided that i'd like to teach people how to do this or women particularly how to do this. And look, Hey, why not men? But you know, ladies, you know, as I said, if it's a 40 minute manual practice, it can get a little bit tedious, right? So I decided to create a course called energy sex because at that time I didn't have the awareness that it was not so much energy that I was focusing as it was attention. But anyway, I created a website and I went to Google and I tried to advertise it. Now, at this point in my life, I had done a lot of advertising on Google. I was really familiar with advertising on Google and I understood that there's all these rules and regulations with Google, but I thought, hey, you know, I'll give it a go. So I went to Google and I placed an ad with Google for energy sex and I described that it was a tantric practice and it was about focusing one's attention and energy and da 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 It was clear that it was an idea of focusing your something on somebody else's something, right, for great benefit. And, of course, Google rejected it. Now, I wasn't so surprised at this point because it was kind of adult entertainment, if you will. And so knowing what I knew about Google at the time, I decided, okay, let's just not try to advertise it normally. Let's advertise it under Google's adult entertainment category. Because yes, Google had an adult entertainment category where they advertised all kinds of adult entertainment. And it was rejected. Again, even under the adult entertainment component of Google that, as I said, had all these crazy things. So being a marketer, again, understanding the process, I started to delete things off of my website. I started to delete the claims. I started to delete, you know, and I would submit it, delete, submit, not approved, delete, submit, not approved, delete, submit, not approved. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I've never had more trouble in my life. And believe me, being a direct marketer, I was selling some crazy stuff at that time. That was my job, to sell crazy stuff to people. And we were selling penis pills, and we were selling 25-cent pieces for $25 with paint on them. And we would sell all kinds, just like literally all kinds of crazy things. And because I was in New York at the time, I was hobnobbing with lots of other young internet workers and I went to a party. And at that party, I met a Google representative and we struck up a friendship and I was telling her about my problem. And she said, don't worry, darling, I'll look into it. It's probably just some stupid thing. So I called her and she followed up for me and she got back to me and she said, girl, I do not know what is going on with your program. This is clearly probably the least salacious thing in the whole Google adult advertising section. And yet it came from the top, the very top that this is not approved and they didn't give me any reason why. So I don't know what you're doing that they don't want you to do it. That, as you might imagine, created a great deal of discussion within my friends who might be wanting to squash my little tiny cause on how to put your attention places for fun and enjoyment. But clearly they, the heads of Google, didn't want to put attention on me talking about putting your attention places where you might learn some things about your attention. They didn't want you exercising your attention. Now, you know, I talk about Ingo Swan a lot. And for Christmas, I gave you all a gift about your superpowers. And Ingo Swan did not talk about this kind of superpower at all. He didn't mention that you could throw your attention into somebody else's body. But think about it. What is remote viewing? Remote viewing is throwing your attention through time and space into another location and then perceiving what's around you. So in a way, I guess, we're talking about the same thing. But what Ingo does talk about is that to develop these powers, such as remote viewing, and I don't even know what I want to call mine, remote sexing, you need to put your attention on these powers. Now, Ingo goes into this whole thing about how words have been diminished and how words have been taken out of the dictionary and words have been depowered to not give the full definition of these powers so that we don't even understand what to put our attention onto. And so there seems to be a deliberate effort to stop putting our attention on things that will build our attention. And what's really interesting is in his book, Powerology, he talks about the various methods that we are in fact distracted from our powers so that we don't put attention on them. Because when we put attention on them, energy flows to them and they become activated. So think about that. Energy flows where attention goes. Now he's not the only one. In trying to figure out why the ancient Egyptians encoded the different pieces of the brain in their artwork, which is something we talk about in season two, it seemed to be a puzzle, right? And so if you're able to put your attention into the specific parts of your brain that enable you to achieve a different kind of consciousness, that's a pretty good superpower, And again, Israel Rigardi, he doesn't talk about parts of the brain, but he talks about putting your attention into the various chakras to achieve certain outcomes as well, magical outcomes. So there's something to this attention thing. So here's my question for you. What do you know about attention? Have you researched attention magically at all? Do you understand the mechanism of it? Like, Rupert Sheldrake, for example, has this book, The Sense of Being Stared At. And so he talks about it. When you are paying attention to somebody, they feel it, right? So attention must have some kind of force to it as well. So help me out. Help a girl out. Let me know what you might have found out about attention. It's an intriguing subject that is really under-researched. So my lovelies, you have your homework. More soon. Hello lovelies, I am so excited to announce the release of our new film called Hekka. Heka looks at the magic of ancient Egypt and how that pertains to the story of ancient Egypt and fills in a whole new perspective that we have been missing collectively for hundreds of years. Looking okay.